Hi there. And now that you're here, we're all in the company of your cool aunts. I'm Sam. And I'm Ted. And this is the Your Cool Aunts podcast. We're following the lives and times of cool aunts through Claire's diary. So, welcome back. If you're new here, hop on over to our website and check it out. And over there, you'll find all of Claire's diary entries, her photos, and the Your Cool Aunts backstory, too. So, go ahead, check us out. We have a diary that's right here now with a new entry from Claire. So we have Claire's diary entry here. We're at episode 52. Let's take a minute to remember where we left off. Yeah, um, that's a good idea. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. So Alexander needs some help sorting through this mess he's found his wine to be in, right? Yep. So he's asked for her help. She's told him all about how they do things with grace and the gang with their little investigations and problem-solving PR team. She's led him into the inner sanctum. Yeah, she gave him the basics. She didn't give him everything. She gave him the basics. Anyway, she before they went on, she pushed back a little and she said, hey, you know, don't ask too many questions. Just roll with it. And uh, Which is hard to do when you don't really know what what her involvement is going to be. I mean, she's told him, you know, where she is and the other women she works with, but he doesn't really know the inner workings of what they're doing. So he really has to believe what she tells him, right? <laughs> so I can understand him He's being along a little for the anxious. Ride. Yeah, yeah, well, he started asking questions about, you know, how does Brigitte know how to do these things? And None of your business. Yeah, Claire says, no, 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 no. And, she, and that's where she pushed back and she said, no, no, don't, don't, don't start asking questions. So. Know your place as the client. Okay. <laughs> Stay over there. Well, maybe Claire is going to clear things up for us in this one. It is episode number 52, and there is a note. As always. Appended to the entry. Nieces, aunts, and friends, Claire says. I'll be brief in this note. Everything seemed to be moving in different directions and at a breakneck speed. I was happy, and so much so that I'd forgotten to worry for a few days. <laughs> I don't believe her. Anyway, I'd all but forgotten about not telling the members about this little adventure we had been engaged with. And she's obviously referring to Alexander. Lately, I caught myself saying, thank dog. That's her replacement for thank God. Thank dog <laughs> under my breath whenever it crossed my mind. I was getting pretty good at setting difficult things aside, but not guilt. Not just yet anyway. So... Read on. These are exciting days, and you probably won't be surprised to learn that there's yet another aunt in the picture. It's getting late, and I'll be back tomorrow, so until then, CBJ. Nothing like throwing a new cool aunt into the mix, right? <laughs> Who is she talking about? I don't know. So let's get on with it and see what she has to say. Okay. Another aunt. Episode 52. Claire begins. I guess I hadn't been asleep for long because it only took the light on my cell phone to wake me up. It was Brigitte, breathless and whispering, so I barely understood her. She needed to meet me in ten minutes at the end of Annalise's driveway. I put the leash on Remy and immediately his head dropped. It was as though he was being punished, so I unclipped it and put it in my pocket. Off we went and found Brigitte standing in a cluster of small trees. 
whispering and so excited I could barely understand her, she said, you are not going to believe this. I went out with Annalise to walk her dog a little after midnight tonight. She took me along the side path and pointed out the back entry to the Andu building, the one with their bottling line. Anyway, she said they wake her up every Tuesday night when they run the bottling line all night long until about 5 a.m. So Brigitte's called her there sort of in the, well, it's after midnight, right? To tell her she's found something. What Annalise has been watching, right? To tell her what Annalise has, has seen at the undue bottling line, which is Alexander's family's place. All right, okay, let's keep going. Anyway, she said they wake her up every Tuesday night when they run the bottling line all night long until about 5 a.m. But wait, here's the best part. She's been staying up all night every Tuesday to monitor the comings and goings over there. I don't know how many weeks or months this has been going on. Hmm. Meanwhile, says Claire... I'm standing there with Remy, and we're both a little curious. Uh, this couldn't wait until the morning? <laughs> why are you waking me up at midnight? What is why, the deal? Why am I standing out here? Brigitte finally slowed ever so slightly and continued with the story. She went on to quote Annalise, who said to her, If they were doing something legitimate over there, they wouldn't wait until the middle of the night, now would they? That goes along with your theory about nothing good happens after midnight, right? See? I told you. <laughs> Including bottling lines, yeah, right? Yeah, bottling lines don't normally run after midnight. So she says, so I waited and I watched. I watched the tanker truck arrive every Tuesday just around midnight and then leave by 6 a.m. The cab and the tanker both have Spanish license plates, but no names or logos on either one. It looks like the same driver, too. He limps. I think it's his left leg. Are you sure? I'm starting to act out these parts yeah. as I read them. I'm sorry. I can envision them, you know. I can, yeah. I can see the trees, and she's yeah. hunched behind them. She says, Annalise continues, she says, I watch from the path with my old field glasses. I don't like what's going on over there one bit. Everything smells bad about them lately. This would never Underlined three times. This would never happen when my old friend Henri Andu was running the place. Hmm. An old friend. So let's think about this. Alexander has a problem with his wine. The cousin is running the facility. And Annalise lives nearby and she's watching something going on. And she calls Brigitte's attention to it. Brigitte is staying with her because she's going to investigate what's going on in the bottling line. So things are... Does Annalise know that? No. She's undercover? No. Oh, okay. well, not, well, we don't know, right? Yeah, I don't think so, right. So it's all this double <laughs> intrigue stuff going on. Yeah, but there's an extra spin on it because she says, this would never happen when my old friend, Henri Andu, was running the place. So she's... Yeah. I can see her with a little field She's glasses <laughs> looking like, you know, catching the spies yeah. on the other side of the grove. You, you know? never know who's watching you in the it, neighborhood, well, right? That's true. That's very true. Okay, it keeps going here. Let's listen. Brigitte continued. She's quoting Brigitte. She says, Claire, the really, I don't know, maybe the funny part of all this is that my aunt asked me to help her find out what is going on on do. This is exactly what we were just saying, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. She continues. She says, 
She feels she owes it to her old friend to at least check it out, to look into it. You do realize what an asset she is, right? At this point, I stopped listening, barely taking in anything else she was saying. I was asking myself, okay, Claire, exactly how many more files are you going to open here? How many more sad stories are going to suck me in? And she goes on, she says, I had absolutely no qualms about Annalise being involved in a small way, but I was truly a bit concerned about her safety. Of course, shushing my concern aside, Brigitte assured me that they would never even know that her cottage is within earshot of the place, never mind suspect that this old woman could be a problem. Like the period at the end of a sentence, Brigitte added, Claire, we're talking about Annalise here. The resistance fighter who stared down more than one Nazi in her time? I think she can handle this, too. Anyway, it's not as though we have to take on a new case file here. It's all from the same file. The people, the place, and yes, all the nasty bits, too. (laughs) She's not wrong, right? That's true. That's very true. It's just a lot of messy stuff happening at Alexander's family's vineyard slash bottling line, right? I wonder what Annalise's relationship was with Mr. Andu, because apparently she's interested in finding out for him. So we don't know, like, what the backstory... There's so many backstories in this story. <laughs> I mean, compared to how we used backstories to... Backstories are rabbit holes. Yeah, how we used to hear one story at a time. It's this continuation. Well, anyway, go ahead. Okay, so... Um, She ends this paragraph and Claire says, I could barely draw a breath at this point, never mind think anything all the way through. Hmm. Meanwhile, dot, 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 meanwhile, Brigitte neglected to tell me the reason why we were still standing in the trees after midnight. That is until she pulled me to the ground when oncoming headlights lit up the roadway. He's early, she exclamation point. Brigitte shouts, he's early. It's the tanker, the one Annalise watches for. And look, it's a full load. Can you see how the low tires show the weight of the load? The truck slowed to a crawl as it passed by us. I was sure we'd been seen. I could feel my pulse pounding in my throat. And she says in parentheses, there was a slightly funny aspect to this moment. Remy had laid down next to me, and I think he understood in some way what was going on. If anyone else besides Brigitte had pulled me to the ground, Remy would have responded in kind, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) Can you see this big dog lying there, like, scrunched down with him? Brigitte was more fascinated than fearful, but I was grossed out at this point lying there in wet leaves with God knows what crawling around us. And it's dark. And it's wet. (laughs) She grabbed my arm to stop me from standing and holding on. She said, come on, Claire, let's wait. Annalise said he'd back the tanker into the lot, leave it running, and then walk away with his backpack. I think it might be his dinner. Well, actually, that's what Annalise told me. He's usually gone for about three, maybe four hours before returning and then just driving away with the empty tanker. Hmm. So what is she saying? Is she asking Claire to like lie there for hours? No. I don't know. Maybe. She woke her up for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) What are they doing? Oh, God. It almost has a Lucy and Ethel kind of (laughs) screwball quality to it. 
And Claire says, my patience was really beginning to wear very thin. I told her I'd only wait there until he left the truck. That's it. There was absolutely no way I was going to stay out there all night. No, absolutely no way. Brigitte acquiesced and then added in in and then in a last word kind of way that she would come back before dawn to check to see if the tanker had been emptied to confirm delivery. It was always interesting to me how Brigitte could turn what she wanted to do into something that was important and necessary. So Brigitte's just curious, right? But now she's like, we have to do this, you know. And at this point, I would have agreed to anything if it got me out of this wet and very creepy situation. Remy, on the other hand, was thrilled with our little midnight excursion and a bit like Brigitte, framing desire as necessity. (laughs) It wasn't for fun. Oh, no, no. He was there to protect. It was his purpose. Did I just quote my dog's thinking? <laughs> she yes. so. <laughs> did Remy say that or did we pull that from somewhere? Yeah, but don't you think your dog... You know what your dog think thinks. Your do- yeah. <laughs> John really, really is upset that you said that. Yeah. yeah. John meaning a dog. Okay. Okay. So she says, we've got to get out of here. Finally, we were back in Annalise's very tiny but extremely cozy kitchen. Her stove was that kind of old-fashioned stove with a perpetually low wood-burning fire that could be adjusted only by the amount of wood put in and the venting. I know exactly what Mm. she's talking about. They're probably, you know, 150 years old or something. (laughs) This is funny. Remy had forced his way under the table and got comfortable with a sigh. I was happy for the extra warmth, laughing to myself, and I wondered, when he eventually stood up, the table may well walk away with him on his back. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? I can see that. He's so big. I can see the whole scene. I can see a red check tablecloth, you know, a little like, you know, 30-inch square table with, uh, you know, three adults and a gigantic dog pulled around it up <laughs> up next to this stove. Wow. It, and she, she says it was a very funny image. Without missing a beat. Annalise reached behind her and grabbed a few small chunks of wood with one hand, opened the stove door with the other, tossed in the wood and closed the door in sort of one continuous, uninterrupted motion. I guess she's been doing it for a few years. (laughs) Yeah. Punky, chunky wood. She leaned back into her chair with a broad smile and a wink, and she quotes her here. She says, well, this is Annalise. Well, how about starting this day together then? The right way. I think I can find something here to make a nice little breakfast for the three. Oh, no, I'm sorry, the four of us. Maybe some more coffee or tea if you'd like. You know, the funny thing is, when you get to be my age, the time of day, or night for that matter, it doesn't really matter. It still takes me back to my time in the resistance. This is what I love Mm. when they go back in time, Mm. right? This is Annalise. She continues. She says, Some of our most successful plans took place during the overnight hours. It was always one of our best covers. She continued to reminisce while she cooked the duck eggs into toasted day-old bread. I still love some of the peasant foods I grew up with, she said. This is the best of all, though. I call it found bread rather than lost bread. Doesn't that make so much more sense? (laughs) Remy Combat crawled out from under the table to install himself by her side. He doesn't beg. 
He does, however, make his presence known, and he did it by leaning into her legs just enough so she would know he was there. Don't forget me. That's what I love this animal. I could see Annalise loved it. The three of us ate quietly. I don't think I was all that hungry when she asked, but this breakfast was really delicious. The experience proved once again that our sensory memories are the most vivid of all. Annalise's breakfast took me right back to those early summertime mornings at the lake with Laurent and our pain perdu, our lost bread breakfast on the dock. Yeah, that's that's, that's one of a her great very memory. early yeah. uh, diary entries she shared with us. Well, this is interesting. That's not the end, is it? No, no, oh. there's more, there's more. You know, sometimes Claire just leaves you hanging, you know. Well, not today. There's quite a bit more. Just giving a pause to hear from Taking it all in. <laughs> to hear your you know thoughts. what's funny? Listening to this, reading as you read it, and imagining what it looks like, you know, would make a great movie or a series. Claire gives enough in her descriptors to feed your imagination. You know, the wet leaves and like, you know, just calling it creepy and like, oh, what am I lying at? You know, that yeah, kind of yeah. a thing. The time of night, you know, Brigitte's attitude whispering anxiously and, you know, all of those, all of those parts. You, it's not hard the to kitchen. see. Yeah. The kitchen scene is pretty interesting too. Definitely. A I love check table those, old chick, oh, those old kitchens. Like it's the so oil cloth beautiful. they used to call them. Yeah. Well, shall we continue? Yes, please. Okay. Claire says, I loved, actually, we all loved being in Annalise's company. And I was happy to see her so energized by all of this, even if it was the middle of the night. And then she said, I don't know why we never seem to find the time to sit with one another. And now this is Claire again. She says, that was more than enough to keep me right there in my seat in the warm kitchen while Brigitte went out to check on the tanker with Remy. They were back in only a few minutes, and it was obvious from her expression that she'd found exactly what she was looking for, an empty tanker. This is a Brigitte quote now. She said, "I," and she's speaking anxiously, it says, yeah, she said, I ha- only had to knock once on the side of the tanker to hear the telltale echo of emptiness, <laughs> exclamation point. Slapping the table, Annalise was pleased to have her observations confirmed. We all headed out, and when we started to walk away, she waved at us from the port and said in a strong whisper, I'll see you two down at the shop in a bit after I get prettied up. <laughs> so they just inherited Annalise, yeah. right? Another, <laughs> another recruit for the effort. Oh, I get prettied up. I love this woman. Yeah. Oh. Claire says, I waited until we were a few hundred yards away before reacting. Oh, Brigitte, are you kidding me? What exactly have you told her? Brigitte professed ignorance, and I was definitely not convinced. And then again, I wasn't all that disappointed either. I ended up almost reprimanding myself, thinking, let it go, Claire. It doesn't matter. Just let it go. And we parted ways as Brigitte turned to head up to the shop while I headed for home with Remy. And by the time I got there, it was already time to start a normal day. The long, hot shower revived me a little, but I knew I was going to feel jet-lagged by the afternoon when there would be little chance of a nap. I stood there as the hot water streamed down my back, wondering what might be ahead for me on this day. Alexander would surely be eager to follow up 
on what we had uncovered last night. Or was it the night before that? What day is this? Ah, it didn't matter either way, she says. He had probably been working on it through the night, so he'll be feeling out of sorts too. We all will. Toweling off, I looked at Remy and I said aloud, I wish I could nap like you for just a few minutes at a time, anywhere, as needed. This is going to be a long day for me, for all of us. He sneezed in agreement. <laughs> Dogs do that a lot. You know, they give you that little roof or they sneeze and you know, when they get excited. So all these observations made, something fishy's going on. Empty tankers. Empty tankers. Annalise is the scout. And now it's back to Alexander and what they found, which were all the documents that showed the... Um, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, the, the stuff they discovered. So Claire says, she says, I lingered at the house, taking some extra time at home before heading down to the shop and telling myself over and over and over again, they're all adults. They did not need my help to start the day. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny. I just think it's funny. Like Claire thinks she has to be there with, you know, telling everybody. everybody what to do. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, um, it was after 11 by the time I opened the door only to hear Annalise calling out from behind the bar. Well, finally, there you are. Good morning. <laughs> what took you so long? Apparently, she brought along all her own cooking gear and was fully engaged in making lunch. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is a treasure. This is a treasure. Chief cook and bottle washer. Huh? A scout and a chef, all in one. <laughs> so she says... All right, so now we're in the shop. We're the, in the middle. There's sort of a bar area, and Annalise has installed herself there with her stuff. And she has baguettes stacked like cordwood on the side next to small bowls and plates, utensils, and linen napkins. Linen? Really? Linen napkins here? My expression must have said it all. How has this happened? What is going on and why do I always find myself amid these kinds of situations? And the characters in my life, where do they come from? <laughs> is Claire starting to get a little comedic? <laughs> she says, I realized I was being watched when Alexander approached cautiously, very cautiously, with a file folder in his hand. Brigitte was nowhere to be seen, and Annalise was too busy to notice, or she made it seem that way. Mm. I decided the best way to deal with whatever this situation was was to keep moving and roll with it. It wasn't as if I would ever say no, and they all knew it, too. Remy was happy with the extra company, no shortage of laps to set his head upon or scraps from Annalise. You know, I really do envy him at times. And with increasing frequency lately, too. <laughs> Eventually, everyone was busy. I had never seen Annalise this animated. Her presence changed the shop's atmosphere. There was a new energy in the air. And so much so that I'd forgotten about my lack of sleep. We were all famished and ready to eat when Annalise finished cooking. It was well after 3.30 by the time we sat together. It felt like a little party. And I was really liking this new energy. As desperate as I was to find a solution for Alexander, 
I also knew it might bring an end to this delightful little situation we've all created. Now what? Hmm. That's it? That's all she gives us. (sighs) Hey, she sets the scene, doesn't she? Yes, she does. (laughs) That's it. That's it. I always say that. That's it. (laughs) Well, to recap, (laughs) I keep recapping today. I think she's just setting it all up and explaining and giving us a lot of detail to understand what's going on and with, you know, and who's around and what's happening. But there's a, I think there's a bit of, uh, because we don't know the whole story, there's a little bit of intrigue in this whole tanker. Oh, that's going to, that's going to. And the guy walking away and then coming back three hours later. So there's got to be something questionable to say, to put it in a. Oh, absolutely. Term, um, yeah. That's going on, you know, for, but I also wonder if, if we hadn't had Annalise kind of scouting this out, where would Claire have been with this project? You know, I well, think, you know, they, they've discovered the documents, mm-hmm. you know, that she and Alexander found these duplicate or repeating documents. So they found evidence of activity, mm-hmm. inappropriate activity. Let's call it that for now. That's all we know. And so Brigitte's installing herself over over there at the at the bottling place, and they're just beginning to, you know, peel the onion, as it were. And along but, comes Annalise, just because Brigitte's staying with her, and she says, "Hey, you know, hey kid, come here, let me show you something." And it's like, oh, yeah. but it's know. big. It's not just a little. Yeah, it's not there. a little bit. Yeah. So definitely, so Alexander needs help. Annalise wants to help her old, you know, kind of stand up for the old guard, the old friend, Ari. Yeah. And um, we're going to find out what happens, I guess. Hmm. (laughs) What was Claire's last statement about? She's, oh, things might change, she says. She was getting used to having the energy in the place was changing. Yeah, she was like, yeah, that's exactly what she said. She was liking it, but, you know, things are moving quickly and she doesn't really want to see it change. She says, as desperate as I was to find a solution for Alexander, that's that's what they're working on right, right now. I also knew it might bring an end to this delightful little situation we've all created. Now what? Mm. So it's one of those moments when things are great and you want to hit the pause you button. You keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, guess what? You have another episode? No, I don't. (laughs) I'm not doing that. You don't have another story? I ain't got nothing. This diary entry has come to an end. But you know what? You can go back. You can listen to any of the other episodes. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we're everywhere. So be sure to follow us wherever you listen and you'll never miss a thing. Don't forget there's the website. I'm Sam. And I'm Ted. And we'll see you the next time when we're back back at the mic. mic.